This is Plant-Based Briefing, How to Save Money on Healthy Vegan Food, Part 2 by Brigitte Jam at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm Marian Erickson, host of this curated content plant-based podcast for people short on time but wanting to keep up on the various facets of vegan living. Today's episode is by Brigitte Jam of Vegan Family Kitchen. It's the second half of a two-parter because it's a bit longer than my about 10 minutes a day format. I read part one yesterday, so go back and listen to that today. And now we'll jump right into the second half of the post. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. How to Save Money on Healthy Vegan Food, Part 2, by Brigitte Jam at veganfamilykitchen.com. Forget about coupons. Have you noticed that there are never coupons for raw onions? You'll easily find coupons for onion rings, though. Coupons are offered by stores and manufacturers on value-added foods. Value-added means that raw ingredients were transformed and processed to create ever more complex products, with the goal of selling more units with a greater margin of profit. The coupons cut into the profit, but that's worth it to the seller if it makes you shop at their store rather than the competitor, or to the manufacturer if it makes you switch from your usual brand to theirs. The best foods for us are whole plant foods, which are minimally transformed, vegetables and fruits, whole grains, legumes, nuts and seeds, and spices. Those rarely come up on coupons. One exception, you might sometimes find coupons for frozen fruit and vegetables. Some minimally processed novelty items like bean-based pasta might have coupons too. Buy tiny quantities from bulk bins. Bulk bins don't always mean savings. Being familiar with the price by weight of packaged items helps shop the bulk aisle critically. In addition, I know that some stores refill their bulk bins from regular packages, so it's not necessarily a gateway to zero waste. One way to definitely cut back on wasted money in plastic, though, is to shop in bulk when you only need a small quantity of an ingredient you may not use again in a long time. For example, if you want to use coriander in a recipe for the first time, you'll save money by buying just a tablespoon's worth from a bulk spice bin as opposed to a whole jar or bag. I would like to suggest that you should do the same with some baking ingredients, for example, almond flour. Unfortunately, shopping in bulk might turn out to be a false economy if the ingredients have been sitting in the bins for a long time, becoming rancid and losing their vitamins. Join local community groups like your city's plant-based Facebook group and ask what stores offer reliably fresh ingredients. If that's not an option, start by buying a very small quantity and test it before committing to your full purchase. Examine big bulk purchases critically. What about ingredients that you actually use large amounts of, like whole grains, legumes, seeds, etc.? Is it worth buying them in bulk? You might save money on healthy vegan food by buying them in large quantities, for example from Costco, Sam's Club, or specialized online retailers. But the savings will only materialize if you keep track of your inventory and use the ingredients before their qualities start to decline. This is especially true of nuts and seeds that turn rancid quickly. Keep in mind that such stores, by presenting irresistible deals, may lead you to buy more than you need and overspend. It might be safer to send only one household member to the store, and don't forget the shopping list. Consider going early in the morning or late at night so aisles are not cramped with shoppers. You'll be in and out faster, decreasing the odds that your attention lingers onto an appealingly marketed deal. Substitute thoughtfully, skip occasionally. Some ingredients, for example cashews, can be substituted at least in part by far less expensive alternatives such as white beans, steamed cauliflower, or boiled sunflower seeds. 
The key is to keep at least some cashews for that decadent, creamy feeling and blend everything until it's perfectly smooth. Does a recipe call for a sprinkle of pine nuts? Chopped pumpkin seeds will do. Some expensive specialty ingredients can simply be skipped. Just because the recipe suggests adding truffle oil at the end doesn't mean you absolutely have to buy a bottle of it. Remember that recipes are tools, not rules. Once you know how to improvise the most common healthy vegan dishes, something I teach in detail in the second part of my book, Flow in the Kitchen, you'll be able to substitute or skip ingredients with confidence. Freeze your herbs, grow them yourself, or go for dry. Fresh herbs can be expensive and are one of the most commonly wasted ingredients. When you buy a bunch, use what you need as soon as possible, then blend the rest into a paste, perhaps adding a little olive oil or broth to the blender to get everything spinning nicely, and freeze using an ice cube tray. Once frozen, transfer to an airtight container or zip-top bag. If you have a green thumb, buying a basil plant and trimming it regularly to add basil leaves to your Italian dishes will be much cheaper than buying bunches from the store. You can try growing cilantro too, but I find that it bolts so fast it's not worth it for me. If you don't have a green thumb and no bandwidth to manage cubes of frozen herbs, it's perfectly fine to settle for dry herbs. Buy small quantities and use within a few months, otherwise they'll just go stale. Hone your knife skills. Do you buy pre-chopped vegetables and other convenience items because you think cooking takes a lot of time? Improving your knife skills will change your outlook and help you cook everything faster and save you money. Check out my blog post and videos on improving your knife skills linked here. Practice weekly batch cooking. Cooking the food you buy into the building blocks of your week's meals soon after you bring it home will help you make the most of your investment and decrease waste. Schedule a batch cooking session when you have energy, often on the weekend, so you can eat the food when you feel depleted, for example, on Thursday night after a stressful day at work. Feels intimidating? I get it. Let me gently guide you with my suggested steps to get started with batch cooking, linked here. Busy busy? Try minimal viable prep, linked here. You can also examine my planned and plant-based challenge 5-day plan, linked here, for an example of best practices when it comes to batch cooking building blocks. Need accountability to stick with the habit? Join my cooking club, also linked here. You just listened to How to Save Money on Healthy Vegan Food, Part 2, by Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and she always provides such great tips. And I really recommend her book, Flow in the Kitchen, if you like this information. She's also got a podcast. You can get to all of that from her website, veganfamilykitchen.com. And I was pleasantly surprised about the section on coupons because they're something that always makes me feel guilty. Sometimes I clip them or I get them at the store and I have good intentions. I barely look at them, but I have good intentions and I know I should use them, but I never remember to. And reading this, it makes me feel so much better because of course there aren't a lot of coupons I'm missing out on for whole plant foods, which is mostly what we buy. So I feel a little bit better about myself after reading this. And she mentioned coupons being available for value-added foods. If you're interested in another really great episode about value-added foods that Brigitte wrote, check out episode 208, Why You Hate Cooking and What You Can Do About It. Fascinating, and it changed my mindset, so I highly recommend it. Anyway, please share with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.